Merkel Media. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to the Confessionals Bonus Round. That's right. We have a bonus segment here for you today because this is not really an episode I typically would put out on a Tuesday or a Thursday, but I definitely obviously want to put it out. So I have Bobby coming on the show today, and he is from EMPShield.com. They are now a new affiliate with the Confessionals. They have been a new affiliate for actually about six months now that you hear this. I actually say on this recording three months, but it's been three months since I recorded it. It's been about six months since I've had this affiliate, but I've been holding on to it because timing. And I just wanted to make sure that it was a good affiliate for everybody. I do believe it's a great affiliate for everybody. And now I'm ready to share this affiliate with the world. EMP Shield is a company that creates products that will protect your house and even your cars from EMP blasts. And so... I know it sounds crazy because we're told that that's impossible. It's not impossible. They created a device that will protect your vehicles and your house in case of an EMP blast. And he comes on today to talk about the product. We talk about why it's important, what could happen in the future that causes these kind of things happening. It's really a great conversation, a very dystopian conversation at times, which is right up my alley. You guys know that. But I am partnered now with EMPShield.com. If you go to EMPShield.com and you order any of their products, all you got to do is put the coupon code TONY. T-O-N-Y in checkout. So when you go to checkout, they'll ask for the coupon code. All you got to do is put Tony, T-O-N-Y, and it'll take off $50 for every item in your cart. Not $50 total, but every item that's in your cart, it'll take $50 off of each item. So if you order three items, you save $150. If you order one item, you save $50. That is a great deal right there waiting for you. If you're interested in these products, empshield.com coupon code Tony. Let's get to the conversation with Bobby and why it's important to protect your house and your cars from EMP blasts and what could happen if these kind of things happen. All right. Today, we got Bobby on from EMP Shield. How you doing, man? Pretty good, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Dude, this has been a long time coming. Uh, so let me tell you a story, Bobby. Uh, I, uh, I, I have uh, my Patriot Supply as a, uh, a sponsor for the show. And um, I had my Patriot Supply for a sponsor for the show for about a year before I even started talking about it on the show. Uh, and it was because I kept it in my back pocket. This was about 2019. like I would say probably around February... March of 2019, I got them as a uh, uh, an affiliate, and I decided to just keep it in my back pockets. It just didn't feel like it didn't fit in the sense the vibe that I was rolling with at the time. But I had a gut feeling that something was coming, and uh, I I just I was like I think I need my Patriot Supply to offer to people, but not yet. So I got the ball rolling. I got that whole thing set up, and then I hadn't used it for months and months and months, and. Um, and then I saw in uh, November, early December of 2019, this weird thing happening out of China. And I started talking to guys at work. I was still driving truck at the time. And I started talking to guys at work about it. And I was like, guys, th- there, there's, there's something happening right now in China we should be really careful with and pay attention to because it seems like this could take over the whole world. And the guys were like, oh, here we go again, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. Hey, did you see Bigfoot lately? You know, and just <laughs> like, just razzing me. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like, and I didn't really think a whole lot about it because, like, I mean, I personally did, but like, I didn't think uh, past it, past like, hey, I should really be, you know, running around sounding the alarm. And I, then I remember in early January, it really started kicking. And then uh, it, by, I think it was like February, like things really started popping here. And uh, guys were like, you were right. I was like, I told you guys, I told you guys that I told you this was right. I'm quitting my job now. Good luck. <laughs> so, right now, go revisit the other things I warned you about and think about the life choices you've made. Right, right. So, <laughs> so I, um, I, I actually stayed at the the company for another year, but I actually had about seven, eight weeks off when the when the whole in- world shut down. The trucking industry died off hard, and I actually used that time to build a studio in my basement of my house because at the time we were expecting my daughter, and um, 
I remember during that time being laid off, building the studio, I was, uh, I was doing it with a friend of mine, Kyle. And I just, it, it hit me. I was like, I have that affiliate link with my Patriot Supply. I think this is a good time to start talking about it, right? And uh, it, it was around that time. And so I started talking about it. And it, it was just one of those things where I felt really good about it, you know, because it was something that I felt I was just, it, it wasn't about the idea of my Patriot Supply pushing sales to them and then having people ha- having people buy the stuff and me getting a kickback as much as it was i wanted to raise awareness to people that they needed to be prepared for a bad situation uh and sure and uh timing is everything with this sort of stuff if you look time. a lot of at a lot of the prepper channels on youtube or whatever they have 95 affiliate links and i'm all about making your money but when you have that much to go through, you're not reaching anybody because people get bored after the third link. Exactly. Exactly. And and I, it's one of those things where I, I wanted people to understand where I'm coming from. That's why they'll sit, they'll hear me sometimes on the show say when I'm, when I'm talking about it in the beginning, I'll say, check out preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And if you don't want to buy from there, just go to Costco and get some rice and beans. That'll work too. Just make sure you're prepared, you know? And it, it's, yep. it, it's almost like it was gave me an open door to talk to people about things that were outside the paranormal. Uh, because there's a lot of people that listen to the show that come for paranormal and there's a lot more to me other than a paranormal guy. And uh, sure. it, sometimes it was hard to kind of figure out how to work that in. And so uh, it was a great opportunity. And so the reason why I'm bringing you on today is because uh, EMP Shield is going to be another sponsor of the show. And I wanted you to come on today to obviously talk about the product because I remember, and this is a prime example, like I've been affiliate, like EMP Shield has been affiliate affiliate to Merkel, uh, to the confessionals, not Merkel Media, um, for at least three or four months now. And I haven't even talked about it. And it's because I, I just wanted to make sure that I presented it to the audience the right way. And so I wanted somebody from the company coming on board to the show to talk about it. And so I want you to talk about what EMP Shield is and uh, why it's important. And we'll have a good, good, fun conversation warning the people that, hey, the world's going to burn and crash and make sure your car runs. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm happy to discuss all the stuff with you. Um, and I'm, I'm op- grateful for the opportunity to finally actually get to meet you past the initial phone calls we had months ago. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with the basics then. Uh, EMP Shield is a, a company that offers uh, a very unique product that I think is awesome. And uh, I've talked to people about it already in my personal everyday life. They thought it, it was a great idea. And they're like, where can I get it? I'm like, I'm not telling you yet, bro. I wait until, wait until <laughs> I get the, the whole affiliate thing going with my show. <laughs> but, right, uh, right. So why don't we talk about that? What, what are the products that EMP Shield offers and how do they work and, and why do people need them? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, the EMP Shield line of products is essentially the very first whole home and vehicle and other items as well, other electrical systems. The whole, the first civilian available whole home EMP protective device. Um, it installs on your breaker box, just like any type two surge protector would. Um, only it is far more robust. I like to describe it as a cascading series of technologies inside the box that you're going to, you know, the box that the EMP shield is. Um, it is essentially a way that we have discovered and marketed to shunt the overage from an EMP. Uh, An EMP happens in three phases, the E1, the E2, and the E3, and our products are rated militarily to shunt in all three phases. Um, For members of your audience who don't understand how an EMP works or might not be completely up on how an EMP works, an EMP, it's short for electric magnetic pulse, a nuclear weapon or a super EMP weapon is detonated in the atmosphere and it creates um, an EMP. And this EMP goes in all directions and it hits the ionosphere and bounces back to the earth. And then from the bottom part of that explosion, though that shockwave goes straight to the earth. And it causes this reverberation in the ion between the ionosphere and ground level. And uh, basically, it fries your electronics. It completely induces negative electrons into everything. And it can basically builds up heat over time, a very short amount of time. And that overage that causes that heat is what essentially will fry everything in your electronics. So the E1 portion, it's super quick. We're talking 
very, 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 very quickly. We're talking uh, nanoseconds. We're talking trillionths of a second. We're talking the amount of speed that most people can't even physically you know, comprehend because it happens so quickly. The E2 portion happens slower than the E1, but still at an incredible rate of speed. And each of those lasts for a very short amount of time. It's that E3 portion that really becomes the devastating part of the EMP. That first part is going to knock out large, you know, your, your antennas, your homes, your cars, uh, satellites, cell phone towers, all of those things are going to get knocked out instantly when that E1 portion of an EMP happens. And as you progress through the three stages, by the time you get to that E3 portion, that can last up to eight hours. And most people don't realize that that portion lasts for a very long time. And essentially what the E3 portion is, it's the ionosphere recorrecting its shape around the world. When that bomb goes off in space and that reverberation happens, it misshapes the ionosphere and it causes it to wobble. And that E3 portion is basically the wobble slowing down over time and realigning itself with the curvature of the Earth. During that time, these negative ions are inducing into everything that comes from that bomb. And so that's where your big stuff gets hit, your, your, your hundreds of thousands of miles of electrical lines, for example your large portions of your grid. That's what's going to kill that stuff because that heat is building up for that whole time and it's just frying, 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 frying everything. And the magic sauce of the EMP shield is our speed. That's what really put us ahead of every other product on the market is that the speed that we operate in is also in nanoseconds. And so as those portions of that EMP are occurring, our device is quick enough to shunt that overage straight to ground and it does so multiple times with little to no degradation, depending on the unit you have. So this uh, unit that people get on uh, on their houses and stuff uh, works so fast, and that is literally what sets you guys apart. Then is the is the 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 efficiency of how it works. Correct. It's very very fast and it's very robust. When we had these things tested, and we've had them tested at tested at two national laboratories, we had them tested at Keystone Compliance, and then at Meditech Labs. And for those who don't know, Meditech Labs is run by a guy by the name of Dr. Radowski. Now, he is the godfather of everything EMP. He has briefed every president from Carter on. The guy is in charge of the U.S. EMP Commission. He knows everything that there is to know about the threat and the manner in which an EMP works. He personally tested our, our stuff, and our stuff took hit after hit after hit, dozens of hits with no degradation, and it just continuously shunted that overage um, basically saving the electronic. Uh, earlier, you heard me say that it's a cascading series of technologies. There are multiple technologies inside of that EMP shield device. And the way I explain it to people who have very little understanding of electricity is when that overage is detected by the device, it starts shunting. And that first series of technologies kicks in immediately. And it shunts, 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 shunts all that directly into the ground. As those, that first set of technology starts reaching a certain level of use, it load shares down to the next set of technologies in that box. And it starts also shunting into the, you know, using the same device into the ground. And it does that through three different technologies. So by the time that E3 portion is over, you've had a stair step event, if you will, within the device as it continuously shunts all that overage directly to ground. Um, the vehicle units, the 12-volt units, all of the DC stuff that you can use, it basically takes the frame of your vehicle and your battery and it turns it into a large grounding device and it cyclically draws down that overage over time until the overage is no longer present at the end of the E3 portion of an EMP. And it uses the frame and the battery of your vehicle much the same way that the grounding rod inside of your home that's you know by your... Uh, uh, breaker box would shunt directly to ground. This shunts directly to the frame of your vehicle and pulls that overage away from the uh, microprocessors and other electronics within your car so that the heat cannot build up to such a degree where it damages your vehicle or your home or your solar system or your generator or your radio antenna or whatever. So that's really the secret. It's the speed in which we do things in the series of technologies that our founder, uh, Mr. Tim Carty, our head engineer, uh, basically discovered that if he put them in a certain order, it would do that load sharing kind of cascading effect I was talking about. And it would just draw that energy down and continuously draw it down. That's incredible. So this is something that people can get for the house, the car. You said solar. So this works on solar systems as well? 
Yes. Yes. Most solar systems. There are a few of those, you know, uh, enclosed solar units, like the little prepper packages where you get a small generator, some stuff. Some of those, um, we don't protect, not because we can't, but because it requires NDAs between companies and the company sure. has to even want the product. And it generally has a special plug that's not wired in the exact same way that it would be towards your house with using breakers or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, we can protect any electrical system that there is. The only things we do not go out of our way to purposely protect are electrical cars. And the reason we don't protect electric cars, again, each electric car, everything we do is based on voltage and each electric vehicle has its own proprietary voltage. And we would have to sign NDAs with every single or electric vehicle manufacturer and have to pr produce units for every single model should that voltage be slightly up or down of the next model over. And with five people buying one particular model of electric cars or 10 people over here. Yeah. It just isn't worth our time and the R&D it would take to actually protect electric vehicles. Now, if you have a hybrid, something with the gas side and an electric side, we can certainly protect the gas side. And it will at least get you home. Might not run as best as it would, you know, if both sides were operating in tandem the way the vehicle is designed, but it'll get you home. So how hard is the, are these to install? I mean, is it something that like if I bought it today, I could install it once I get it myself or do I need to have an electrician come out and do it? We recommend for the purposes of the warranty that you have an, a licensed electrician install it. Um, I had mine installed by an electrician, but I also have friends who are an electrician. And when I watched them install it, I'm like, I could do that. It's very, very simple. Uh, the home units, there are four wires that come out of it, red, black, white, and green. The red and the black go to two separate 15 amp breakers on either side of your breaker box. And then the ground and the neutral, which is the white and the green, they go to each of your bus bars. And that's all you have to do. And then it's just a matter of mounting it to the wall or the side of the um, of the breaker box or inside the breaker box, depending on what kind of breaker box you have. The vehicle models are stupid. I've installed dozens of them for people, including my own vehicles. Uh, it literally has a very, very robust military, vel I can't say Velcro, I think it's hook and loop, whatever it is. Um, system and it sticks to the inside of your vehicle somewhere on the frame. So you clean it off with some rubbing alcohol, make sure it's free from dust and dirt, and you just stick it there. And then you have uh, three wires, black, red, and green. So your red and your black go to your negative and positive terminals of your battery. And the green goes the opposite direction to a grounding bolt on the frame. And that's it. And then past that, it's just cosmetic. You know, you use your wire ties or whatever to kind of move the wires around and keep them from rubbing on things and making it look good under the engine. But that's all it is, is three wires on the vehicle model. That's that's really nice. Now, uh, so you get these for the vehicle, the house, solar systems, any, any kind of electronics. Um, now, are they reusable if the EMP, like say, say uh, it's been, it's been happening a lot in the news. So I'll, I'll, like Putin, you know, is, is you know, bad guy Putin. So uh, if he decides to not nuke, but strategically EMP bomb us with an EMP attack, um, after that initial attack, will the device still work or will we need another one? Um, the prevailing wisdom is it depends on the size of the weapon used. Um, like I said, these things are going to work through that entire period of time. So theoretically, you know, no one's ever actually dropped an EMP. Everything we've done is by national testing. Yeah. But theoretically, at the end of that, if it has continued for that eight-hour period of time, I suppose in some circumstances, it would continue to work. Um, what I can tell you is what we do know as far as other forms of electrical overages, such as a lightning strike, if lightning hits your house and you have this attached, that unit will sacrifice itself. You're going to have to get a new one. At that point, you contact us and we give you a new one for $50, just a restocking fee. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, and we have and we have an entire wall at the, at the uh, factory of all these units that have come back that have saved electrical systems. You know, of course, they're kind of split, you know, and you see some black charring because of the potting that gets kind of dusted out of there. Um, and there's some, you know, burn marks on the side of the, of the units and things of that nature, you know, little electrical scuffs or whatnot. But we have scores, if not hundreds of these that have come back to us that have worked and we've replaced them for people. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, ah, oh, man, like, I, I don't know how many companies out there would do something like that. You know, uh, it, it's more like, Hey, you bought our product. It works. Congratulations. You're gonna have to buy it again. 
So it works again for you. And you guys are like, for 50 oh, bucks, yeah. here's another one. It's like, what? Yeah, $50. And and we're the only company that has a standalone insurance policy on these that specifically covers lightning. If you look at some of the other big companies like Siemens and some of the other big surge protectors, you know, whole home surge protectors, they'll tell you they protect you from lightning. But in the warranty, it says does not cover acts of God. Well, what's lightning? You know, <laughs> so even if it, let, let's say that you put one of those other devices on your home and it doesn't work for some reason, you're not going to be able to claim that on their warranty. Also, ours is what's called a standalone insurance policy. You put our unit on your house, something in it doesn't work correctly and you lose, you know, a bunch of stuff in your house from a lightning strike. You contact us, we put you in touch with our insurance company and they pay out $25,000 replacement cost. You don't have to go through your homeowner's insurance the way you would with all these other products on the market. Every other product out there that I'm aware of, you have to, if you make a claim against the insurance policy on the device, if it fails, you have to go through your homeowner's insurance first, which of course has the potential to drive your rates up. And then after you've haggled with them, paid your deductible, gone through all that, all that nonsense, then you can contact the company that gave you that type two surge protector and then work with them and potentially fight them for three weeks too. We just pay out. And to date, I don't believe we've had almost any instances. I'm not aware of a single instance where we've actually had to pay out. I'm not saying they're not there. I'm just not aware of one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you can save me from going through the hassle of a home insurance, <laughs> that is a nightmare. Uh, it is. So that's something that I wasn't really thinking about as well. Is like there's, there's natural things that could happen to outside of an sure. attack. On the homeland, uh, lightning strikes you mentioned and stuff is something I imagine it, it happens a lot. You know, I, I've never, time. I've never had it happen, oh. but I'm sure it happens a lot. One of the uh, very first things I dealt with when I came to this company um, over a year ago now was a local rural water district in Kansas, uh, very close to where I live. A little rural water district in the middle of nowhere it serviced about 1,200 people, and they had purchased. You know, we didn't know they had purchased, you know, they did, they had just bought it online. They purchased a three phase unit for one of their pump houses. Uh, they went out for their weekly um, inspection and the unit was blown off the wall, hanging by the wires. And they're like, oh, what happened? So they went back and looked through the security camera footage and the pole across the street had been struck by lightning, blew the unit off the wall. The unit cracked. There was, you know, little scorch marks up the side of the cinder block wall. $65,000 pump saved. 1,200 people that didn't have to go on a temporary boil order. And something else for your folks to think about that we've discovered through all of this is that right now, because of the shipping crisis, when I was talking to that guy, he said it would have taken three months to get a new pump. And that was back in 2021. That's not even now where things are still bottlenecking in many respects. So can you imagine being in some small rural water district and having to either A, be on a boil order for a while or wait for them to redirect water and redirect lines, you know, that would probably take a week, two weeks, three weeks, depending on the level of, you know, shifting around they have to do. Our units, a $450 box on the wall saved all of that. Wow. That's nice. And that was like a, a, a water treatment plant, you said? Oh, a, a pump station. So you have okay. your, your your big plants, then you have your pump stations that are all out in the rural areas that pump the water through yeah. from the large stations out to the various neighborhoods and housing developments and whatever. So, I mean... Um, we also can protect against CME, coronal mass ejection. The sun gets angry, throws out some you know powerful CMEs. We can protect from that. And even something as simple as dirty electricity. You have you know a crappy electrical substation somewhere out in the middle of BFE and all of your incandescent bulbs are constantly burning out and every now and then your power flickers and your stuff's dying quicker than it should because you're getting those little over voltages from your from that old infrastructure our stuff cleans that up too that's awesome yeah i i think i think these are a lot of things that people don't even think about you know and it's one of those things where it's it's never never something you, you really walk around wondering and hoping it doesn't happen to you it's just you don't think about it uh, sure. And, and this is something that it can be very preventive for the future of your family when it comes to this kind of stuff. You can prevent a lot of heartache and financial uh, destitute uh, for some things. I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, say a lightning hits my house and for whatever reason, the home insurance is like, eh, sorry, you know, like there, there's... You you missed that loophole in the bottom corner of the page of, of right. you know, page 72. You know, like, it's just... 
I don't want to be stuck with having to replace a fridge, washers, dryers, uh, all that stuff. God forbid a computer. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> uh, you know, like I almost would rather replace my my fridge, washer, and dryer before I had to replace the computer. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, oh, I know. I got. I, know. I need to keep you, moving. You get those things on Marketplace or Craigslist <laughs> or whatever. But for guys like you who do this as a living, you're going to need a certain parameter of you know of, of requirements for yeah. what you have you can't just buy something on marketplace from eight years ago exactly exactly i i actually uh because i was just while you were talking i was thinking man i need to look into getting this for the studio because I'm, I'm outside my house now i work at an office building but uh the owner of this building he's pretty laid back and so i don't think he'd care if i hooked something up to the breaker box i think he'd be like thank you <laughs> like so, make make your first sale to him and get your first you know affiliate check from him for sure for <laughs> sure uh you know like i'll be like hey man you own a lot of buildings around here let me tell you about a great company um sure but uh yeah well, speaking of that and stuff uh, i i would tell i want to tell people they can uh, check out all the products and purchase uh, whatever they like at emp empshield.com. And when you're checking out for the uh, section where it says coupon, if you put Tony in there, it'll knock $50 off for you. So uh, that's, you know, that's really a great deal. I mean, knocking $50, $50 off this and you're getting such a superior product. Now, I will tell people, the people listening and stuff, a lot of them are probably familiar if they've listened to the show in the last like six months. Uh, my friend William from uh, Perma Pastures Farms, uh, he's the one who turned me on to you guys, and uh, he uses them, and he loves okay. you guys. Like, I, like he he's just like uh, his enthusiasm for the product is what got me to contact you guys. Right, right. No, William's good people. I know. I've actually known his dad for about fifteen years. Uh, him and I were involved with the preparedness stuff in 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 Kansas a long time ago and yeah we've we've been friends a long time William's good people yeah absolutely so i i'm I, you probably told me this a while ago when we were talking and i forgot this so are you are you a, a preparer as well prepper i don't uh, know i don't know if prepper is yeah, a bad I, word yeah I, I don't i don't shy away from that term the way a lot of people do yeah. uh, it, for a lot for people like me it's just tuesday you know but yeah I, you you could classify me as a prepper you could classify me as a budding homesteader uh certainly a freesteader um. So yeah, I'm all the, I'm all the above. Yeah. I, I believe in having a general state of preparedness for virtually anything. Now I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm not one of those retards who runs around and you know digs down and makes you know a, a survival bunker that can also have rocket pods on the side of it so it pops up in case of <laughs> a flood and float. I don't go to that length, but I certainly have some beans and rice in my basement. I've got guns. I've got ammo. I've got some silver coins put away and. Everything else that you know, I, I raise ducks and geese. I you know, for meat, I butcher my own hogs and cows every year. I don't buy meat from the supermarket. I have a garden, you know, all the above. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm budding to do myself. I uh, uh, William's been uh, teaching me here and there. He's actually coming out to my place soon, and he's bringing half a pig with him. He said, "You want half a pig?" And I was like, "Yeah, how much?" He's like, "It's free. You're doing us a favor. We don't have any space in our freezer for the other half." I'm just like, "There you go. Awesome." Man. Is he going to make you do any of the butchery? I, well, I I don't think this time around, but I would like to because we're getting some pigs ourselves, and there's a reason there for go. that. I don't need something to pet. You know what I mean? So, sure, sure. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm trying to train myself now for for a future. You know, I I I, I don't really have a a lot of people call me a, a dystopian futurist. You know, I, I read tea leaves and I just, my, my reading always comes back negative. You know, I'm just like, the future is very <laughs> bleak, friends. Like, <laughs> and they're yeah. like, you're fear mongering. Like, no, I'm just, just telling you what goes through my brain. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, now, the people who use the word fear monger when it comes to the things you and I are involved in are, are just people who don't like what they're hearing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're scared and they're like, you're scaring me. That's what they're saying. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That's how I view things. And you know what? Uh, my wife can attest to it more than anybody because I talk to her most of the time. Uh, I'm right a lot. Like, like scary yes. right. And and I have no... 
education. Uh, uh, I'm not like a, a super homesteader or, you know, some kind of like super soldier guy. I'm just a dude that really takes in the environment around me in, in the moment and projects where that goes in the future. And I'm often right, <laughs> which is why I had yes. I had the My Patriot Supply uh, affiliation months, I'm, I'm almost a year before I talked about because I just had a gut feeling. I was like, uh, you know, and that's why like like I've been been work, I've been with you guys for a little while yet already. And uh, I reached out to you. And I was like, listen, man, I think it's time for me to start talking about this. Uh, I got to get you on the show. <laughs> So the threat is very real right now. It's more real than it. What I, I would, I would venture to say it's more real now than it was during the Cuban, Cuban missile crisis. And we now know from history that we were five minutes away. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're the Russian submarine that had the order to launch. And it was that one guy who said, no, we're not doing it. That literally saved the world. Like we were on the precipice. And now the thing, the thing people have to realize about it, a direct EMP weapon, like an actual weaponized EMP is that it's what's called a bloodless weapon. It goes off in space. Nobody dies, right? And a nation can very easily absolve themselves and wash their hands and say, all we were doing was preventing you from attacking us by taking your electrical grid down. But people don't realize that that bloodless weapon for that first minute, within a year, 98% of the people in that country will die. Yes. Period. End of story. Because nobody understands what it means to live in a world without water sanitation and people to haul your trash away. And those are the two things everyone takes advantage of right now and nobody thinks about in the future. What happens when the trash trucks stop running? We as Americans are a consumer culture and we waste a lot of stuff. So what are you going to do when no one's taking that away from you every week and it's piling up and piling up and there's food scraps, dirty diapers and whatever, you know, feminine products, biological material on your curb and it's mounding up. You're going to burn it. We tried that in Iraq didn't work out too well for the people sitting around it. You know, we did that in Vietnam, didn't work out for them either. What are you going to do? So it's a very real threat with very, very real consequences. And most people who even know what an EMP is haven't actually war game through exactly what happens when the water stops running. You know, I recently read a book one second after and uh, uh, yep. it, it, it really got my gears turning. Uh, a good friend of mine, Andy, turned me on to it. Uh, he he runs a, a local gun range to me here in the Knoxville area called Better Tactics. And uh, him and I had dinner and we were talking about gun stuff and just, you know, casual talk. And we kind of got on this a little bit and he brought up the book and it really spiked my interest. So I, I bought the book. I got it and it was like an inch and a half thick. So then I went and bought the audio book and started listening to it because I was yeah. like, let me, I actually wanted, I actually wanted to know what's in this book. So I, I better just listen to it before I start attempting a, a year long read. Um, but uh, after listening to the book uh, and also the book setting is in Western North Carolina into Tennessee, East Tennessee, which is where I'm at. So like it was sure. one of those things where it kind of hit me because like in the book, it said the, 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 the character said, um, Something about how you know these these warring f factions will test each other, but if they ever wanted like an easy victory, they would go over the mountains of East Tennessee. And I was just like, I don't think I'm an easy victory, am I? Am I an easy victory? <laughs> but <laughs> it makes you think. Certainly, it, it definitely got me thinking because I know how the book came together. The book actually was came together because uh, I forget the author's name now, um, but he spent tons of time researching what happens if an EMP hits this country. And he took like 8,000 pages of research to Newt Gingrich. And Newt was like, hey, this is really, really important information, but you got to make it consumable for people to actually take in. So he wrote it out in a story. So everything that's in this book, this novel, is something that uh, is based off reality, based off of this guy's absolute research. And uh, it, when, you, when you know that and you read the book, you're like, Oh crap, you know, because like you're right, we're not ready. Like, I'm not ready for like I just got to Tennessee. I'm just I, like I, I just came here from Philadelphia. I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm trying to get ready. <laughs> like, sure. like, like if you're telling me that, like, what what do you do when the trash truck stops? You were saying that. I was thinking to myself, what do I do? Like, <laughs> you know, like, right. like I, I was thinking to myself, okay, so composting, and then you're like the feminine products, so they burn it, and you're like, can't burn it. I'm like, why? Like, like I, I don't know. I, I just thought I could burn everything, you know? 
but what yeah, happened in Iraq? In Iraq too, it didn't turn out well. What what what, <laughs> what, what happened? I don't. I never heard that story. Uh, uh, the burn pits. There's a whole burn pit registry now. I, I actually am on the burn pit registry from my time in Iraq. They the army and its illustrious wisdom was taking everything and burning it. And they thought that because these burn pits were a quarter mile, half a mile away from these tactical bases, that it wouldn't hurt anybody like it did in Vietnam. Well, they weren't considering this is the desert. There's wind and that wind's going to push everything. And so they were throwing everything from human excrement, from the porta shitters to computers, which are heavy metals like tungsten and platinum and all that sort of stuff. All that stuff's getting up in the air and you're breathing it. I have heavy metals in my lung that will never go away. Ever. And it can't go, mucus can't form around it. You can't cough it out. It's there forever. And I now have a very real chance of contracting some form of cancer from that when I'm older. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I, I'm not the flag waving patriot that I was then. I'm a much different type of patriot now. Yeah. Well, uh, you and I have had those conversations, and those conversations are not for this show. That's for sure. No. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, a different time. Definitely. Definitely. Um, no, it, it's one of those things where uh, you, you, we, we are so conditioned to comfort and we're so conditioned to access to anything we want. Uh, I mean, shoot, like we live in a world where you can order something, not even th- like when I was growing up, it was you got a catalog, you're looking through the catalog, you then mail yep. a check or a money order with your order to the place. And then, you know, two, three weeks later, they get it. And then they finally start going through the process of mailing. I mean, you forget you bought something and two months later, you got it, you know? And right. And now sure. it's like we go on Amazon and anything we want, we can have within a day or two. And uh, right. it, it's like when all that stops, because guys, like Amazon stops, everything stops. Uh, and I think we got a little taste of that re- just within the last week when everybody's talking about the diesel shortage. Like, what happens when we run out of diesel? The trucks stop. What happened when the truck stops? Nothing happens. Nothing. And so... Trucks, it, trains, it, all of it. Everything. It, it, it got, I think it got people really thinking like, uh, this, isn't, it, this isn't good. You know, <laughs> this isn't good at all. Sure. Um, sure. It's, uh, and it's, it's why you're seeing that resurgence and the whole preparedness mindset. You know, back... You know, years and years ago, the, the word prepper started, right? And everybody was like beans, rice, and AR-15s. And that's all anyone thought about. And no one really wargamed past that to what else you might need. And then from about 2000 and uh, what, 2018 to 20 or 2016 to 2020, that, that particular four-year period, people stopped caring. In a lot of places, everybody felt comfortable again because, you know, new change of power, you know, new political paradigm. And everyone got real comfortable again. And then four years later, when we saw what happened, all of a sudden that panic hit again. But this time, the panic seems to be a lot different than it was then. It's more palatable to people because they've watched what happens when they go to the grocery store and the chicken isn't there for three weeks because of a shipping crisis or because another food processing plant burned down in some random place, right? So... I mean, there's a lot of people now starting to ask, quite, like diabetics are asking, what about me? Yep. What happens when there's no refrigeration and I can't get insulin? I've got 30 days. Other people on psychosomatics, you know, people who are on drugs for depression and anxiety and all these mental disorders that have become so prolific today, what happens when that stops coming in? What happens if the cell doors at the prison all of a sudden all open because the lights went out from an EMP and nothing's working? There's a lot of questions to ask. For sure. For sure. Uh, if, if, if the prisoners were, I forget where I heard this recently. Somebody was talking about this. Uh, if the prisoners were smart, they would get all the guns. They would send a few, they would organize, send a few out to get supplies and use the jail as their own home and fortress, free home and fortress. Nobody's penetrating it. Nobody's penetrating nope. it. No one's getting in there. <laughs> so, All they've got to do is figure out how to control the Sally port so the gates can open and close and they're gold. I mean, dude, like that talk about it like a dangerous gang. That's the dangerous. Right. Uh it, it's yeah. it's really this is the kind of stuff that I think a, a lot of people like like how far can your imagination go on these kind of things? Because that's that's how bad this could get. Uh, sure, and uh, it's going to always be worse than you can imagine. Way, way worse because you can't imagine everything. Like they like forget what it was. Recently, something happened and I looked at my wife and I was like, what was it? Dang it, I forget. Or maybe I saw it somewhere. I, I can't remember, but I looked at her and I was like, 
I'm extremely disappointed in myself that my imagination didn't take me to this point. Like I, I was, cause like, mm-hmm. I, I really like when I'm driving around and stuff, like my mind often just like, I'm like, okay, let's go to my, down my dystopian hole and let's see how bad this goes. Mm-hmm. And I'd never, ima- I forget what it was, but I had never imagined that scenario. Uh, but I mean, if, if you think about it, like, you mentioned about if an EMP uh, attack happens, right? Uh, within a year, 98% of the population is dead. Chances are, I'm dead. Like, chances are, I'm dead. Uh, yeah. In, in that time frame. But what's that process look like, right? So, uh, for me personally, if it was just me, I would be able to accept that a lot more. The problem is, I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And right. who dies first, me or them? Both is an equally terrifying scenario. My kids shouldn't have to watch me die. So do I watch them die? I don't know if I can handle that. You know what I mean? And and these are real situations that most people are going to have to go through if an EMP attack happens. And, um, and those are the situations that are going to drive them mentally into a place they're not accustomed to. This isn't 1304 in France, yes. right? This isn't the bulk of the, you know, at, at the height of the bubonic plague or or the dark ages or, you know, the battles, you know, the, the Chinese dynasties with just constant bloodshed. I mean, we've been so comfortable for so long. We are not going to have, you could be the best prepper in the world and have your basement stacked floor to ceiling with everything you need for two years. But are you going to be mentally ready to deal with what you see? Are you going to be mentally ready to deal with the smell of the world after an EMP? Are you going to be physically prepared to see bodies? Because if people are dying in that, in that scenario, it's not just going to be trash out on the curb. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening that you're not going to be mentally prepared for. And like I said, there's already a lot of people in this country on drugs for anxiety and depression and God knows what else. And you compound that without being medicated. And then you stack the stress of that world on top of them. It's something that you can, I mean, if you, if you can alleviate some of that by spending $350 on a box that you throw on the side of your breaker panel, and at least you can keep your lights on at least for a while, you know, especially if you have a, you know, a generator or, or solar system or something, you can at least keep a refrigerator in where you have some food. You know, you can at least yeah. keep your freezer, you know, full of meat and other things. You can at least maybe keep a medical device that you need on just a little bit longer while you figure things out. But I mean, it's, it's all, it's all preparatory. And it's like, um, with the car situation, that's a big fear of mine. You know, I, I, my office is about 25 minutes from my house. Uh, my son goes to school about 10 minutes away from my office. My son's school is about 30 minutes, 35 minutes from the house. And when's the last time you walked that kind of a distance ever? Right. And what you have that kind of distance, what can happen in that period of time when I'm not around my my wife and my daughter sure. who are at the house? I got because yeah. I got to go and get my son from school. Say it happens in the middle of, on a Wednesday at at uh, ten o'clock in the morning. I got to go to the school. No communication, mind you. I can't sure. find out if my wife's okay. And I got to go in the opposite direction of the house to get my son from school, not knowing what is going on around me. And then to get back to the house. And immediately after the, the attack, I believe it's not going to be absolute chaos. But I do believe within the first 24 to 48 hours, once the reality sets in as to what we're actually dealing with here for the mass amount of people, that's when chaos is going to start because people are going to freaking lose their minds. Well, consider this. You hit on a point there that I think needs to be expounded on. You mentioned how it's not going to be instant chaos. No one's going to know what happened for the first four hours, right? Communications are going to be down, but most schools are part of the local county emergency management plan. They're triage centers. They're government buildings. They're fortresses anymore with magna locked doors. You can't just walk into a public school anymore. Yeah, right. So if your car's not working and it takes you three days to walk, well, 30 minutes is what? About 25, 25 miles, right? The average person in shape can do 10, maybe 15 miles if they're just going. How many days is it going to take you to get to that school that's 25, 30 miles away from where you're at now on foot? You don't know. if It's probably going to happen in the winter. Um, You're not going to be the only person on that road. 
By the time you get to that school, it could be so locked down with National Guard and police, they might not even let you in. Right. How are you going to get your kid through a wall of government? Because that school happens to be part of the local emergency management triage plan. And do I want to get my family on the other side of that wall of government to begin with? Like, in all honesty... I, I think I'd rather go to North Carolina, hang out with the, the, with the, the bonds, you know, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I know where they're at and I know they're going to be a lot uh, more friendly to me. <laughs> sure. uh, but you can spend 300 and, with your code. You can sell that, you, that vehicle device sells for $339. So for $339, which is less than a quarter of your annual car insurance payment for the year. Why not put the peace of mind on your car that you can now get to that school in 25, maybe an hour, maybe two, because if traffic stalls and you're the only running vehicle, you may have to go into the shoulder. You don't know, but you have a much better chance of getting to that school a lot quicker to pick your kid up and you won't have to wait days. Yeah, no. And and that's the, the vehicle aspect of this is I remember what caught my eye about it because... I think about this stuff all the time. I get anxiety every time I'm separate from my family. Like, I can't tell you how much anxiety I had when I started dropping my son off at preschool every morning. He had never been apart from us like that ever. Like, I was always the one taking care of my son. My wife was always the one taking care of him. Now I have my son at a school. I'm at my office, which I had never done what I do now for a living outside the house, and my wife and daughter at the house. And so the anxiety that I had. And then uh, I, I, I was probably just talking to William about this stuff, just venting. And he's like, here, let me tell you about this. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and I was just like, that is really appealing because long-term, we mentioned about the 98 dead in a year. Long-term, it doesn't matter if you have EMP shield on your house or car or not, your life is going to suck and it's going to be very hard. But yep. if you can make it in the, in the first 24, 48 hours a little bit easier... To you'll be light years ahead of a lot of people, especially if you have a running car. Especially if yep. you have a running car. And probably the biggest complaint we hear, the biggest naysay against the vehicle model is, well, if you have the only running car on the road, won't you be a target? And my first added, my first answer to that is, well, what kind of a defeatist attitude do you have where no matter what solutions are provided to you, you find a reason not to take them? Yeah. Yeah. Be I'd, proactive, man. I'd rather be a target. Uh, than than be victim to the circumstances around me and just be in the same boat as everybody else. Like I don't want to suffer just like everybody else. I'd rather be proactive and try. And uh, you know that that that's why I have a lot of guns. You know, so yep. like like same. that's just the reality of the situation when the world's crashing down around you and this kind of situation happens and stuff. You be, like listen. I got guns on me all the time as it is. You better believe I had the whole thing out now. Like, like the, the, the safe yeah. at home is empty. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, like if you look at me, you're going to say, why are your, why is your clothing so bumpy? It's all the guns underneath my coat, bro. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I have firearm hives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I'm going to look like a guy dealing watches on the streets of New York city, you know, with all the stuff I have underneath my coats. <laughs> so, right. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's one of those things, man, that I just, I, for years have thought about for years I've taken serious. Uh, and then between the, the learning about you guys and then reading that book, it really kind of put me over the edge and just the reality of the situation we live in right now, whether it doesn't matter what your politics are, what you think, who's right, who's wrong. Is Putin bad? Is Putin good? What about Ukraine? All that stuff is out the window. The reality of the situation is you can't deny there is portrayed tension between two world powers that both have had nuclear threats hurled at each other for decades within my lifetime. Uh, I, right. I remember when I was a child, uh, my, my, my mom isn't the greatest at sugarcoating things. And so I remember uh, living in Allentown, Pennsylvania in, a, in an apartment complex. I was, I was at the very most five years old when I asked this, because I remember we moved from there at five. And I remember looking out the window and they were probably like had the news on or something. They were probably talking about the Cold War. And I said to my mom, not knowing anything other than war, death, guns, people dying, killing people, right? And I said to my mom, I'm like, mom, are we at war? And she's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you know, but like that, that was the reality of the situation back then. And, um, you know, those, those tensions are back and we don't know what it's going to come of it. And, 
you know, we all hope for the best. And I hope that it's all propaganda and that there really is like, I hope Putin's like, wait, what? You guys have an issue with what? Like, I, I just hope that it's like propaganda on us. Right. And they're just like, they're trying to keep us all boxed into America in our own little scared shells. But uh, if this is all real and there is real tensions and stuff, I want to be really prepared as much as I can. So outside of the food, outside of uh, like, like I've, I've noticed a trend over my time doing the show. A lot of my, my sponsors that I use are preparing yourself, whether it's mentally with, uh, with therapy and things like that to, you know, the food supply now EMP, but also I have like simply safe as a sponsor preparing for the home burglary kind of things, keeping yourself safe. I'm really big on that. And, uh, I, I really think that this EMP shield, uh, is something that, one, I, I need to have on my vehicles. And uh, I, I'm actually embarrassed to say that on recording. That I haven't gotten it on my vehicles yet, but I'm going to be getting on my vehicles. Probably, I'll probably put the order in today. And um, I highly recommend that people seriously consider it because uh, once it happens, it's too late. And, uh, and I, most people listening to me right now listen on their commutes to work. They listen to me while they're at work. Just stop right now and just think about it. Just think right now. If this, at the moment you're listening to me right now, everything stops. You don't hear me. You're looking at your phone. The phone's off. The car's dead. Lights are out. And you're starting to think, oh, this is what Merkel was talking about. And my car's dead. And I'm at work or I'm in Philadelphia traffic stuck on the Schuylkill and I got you know a city of two and a half million people trying all stuck in in the same spot as me. How am I going to get to my child's school? How am I going to get my kids home? Where's my spouse? I, I my my husband drives truck. My wife drives truck for a living. I have no idea where they're at right now. Like these are all real things, you know. And so I think it's very important for people to to just maybe sometimes pause and think about these things. Obviously, this isn't you know. Uh, the typical paranormal show that that we're doing right now and stuff, but it's it's something that I've been talking about on the show in a, in a sense for a long time, and I wanted to make sure people had an opportunity to hear about this from somebody that knows more than I do about it, and to maybe if nothing else, take up a lot of their time to force them to think about this kind of stuff. I don't think a lot of people think about it. Maybe they do nowadays. I don't know. Probably to some degree, uh, but I think most people think nuke, 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 and they think you know big bombs going off on cities and things of that. But they, a lot of people don't realize that EMPs have become weaponized. That there are satellites in space right now. China just admitted that they have weaponized their satellites, which prompted the United States to say, "Oh yeah, so did we." All in violation of every space treaty ever written. We know North Korea has two EMP-equipped satellites right now that circumnavigate the globe and fly over the United States twice a day. Iran just made a huge showing of launching a new rocket into space with a satellite, and they were very tight-lipped about what was on it. Why do you think, okay, not to get political, but the last president was probably one of the most contentious characters in American history as far as the level of disagreement over him. But what was the one thing that both houses of Congress and him agreed on that he got passed at almost a unanimous raise? Space Force. Space Force. And everybody made fun of it. Everyone wanted to poke at it. There's a great show on Netflix that pokes fun at it. and It's absolutely hilarious. But why do you think it is that in the modern age where, where, where global powers are converging in Europe and where Global powers are converging in the South China Sea and where global powers are converging in Venezuela right now did all of a sudden Space Force magically become the one thing everybody seemed to agree on. The threat is very real. And people and, and people at high levels know it. Yes. And I think uh, to give a paranormal angle swing to this whole thing, I think that the the whole disclosure stuff is being uh, highly, um, let's just put it this way, the timing of the disclosure stuff that, that, that you're seeing coming out of the government uh, awkwardly coincides with Space Force existing. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that uh, that should be a, a very big sign. I'll tell people right now, uh, Merkel Media is going to be coming out with a docu-series uh, following um, the the new film that we're coming out with, and 
Uh, it's because we went to Utah to film at Skinwalker Ranch and to... Uh, yeah, like so we went out there and we wanted to get the native perspective. We wanted to get the perspective of people that live around Skinwalker Ranch because we didn't believe that it was just Skinwalker Ranch and we were right. And uh, we have a great film coming out uh, portraying that. But also uh, in that process, Christian discovered a whole new universe of information portraying this idea that um, we have we have technology that on the surface looks very paranormal. And uh, there's a reason why, uh, let's just put it this way. Skinwalker Ranch is, is there's, there's a lot more to it than just a paranormal thing. And uh, the, the Space Force, the, the, the things that people are seeing in the skies and they're saying, you know, the government's like, yeah, we don't know what these are, but we're acknowledging they're there. Bull, bull. Right. Uh, like, like they, they know exactly what they are because they created them and, uh, where, where, where they were able to get that technology and understanding we could talk about and stuff. But the reality is I 100% believe that this whole disclosure thing is a big, big psyop for the government to accomplish many goals without actually saying what they're doing. Uh, they can tell the You're public. Talking about Operation Blue Beam. I'm talking about a lot of operations right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like it, it's it's really because it, there's there's an aspect of them being able to say to other governments, "Look what we have," without actually saying, "Look what we have." You know? Uh, Did you see the article that came out two days ago where you know the, our Department of Defense, the Department of Navy, are the ones putting these videos out saying this stuff's real, right? Well, just like two days ago, there was an article that came out saying Department of Defense claims that UFOs are real and that they're Chinese drones. Where'd that narrative come from all of a sudden? Come on, man. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's literally, the propaganda is so thick. Uh, and, and I think so many people, they, they, what they did, what they did really good was they, they were patient and they did things strategically. For the first thing they did was condition an entire culture, population of people to ultimately not think for themselves and to want somebody to tell them what the answer is. And yes. once you got a bunch of lazy people who don't think and just want to be told what the answer is, you can tell them anything. And so you can say one thing today and then tomorrow say the exact opposite. And they're absolutely fine with that because all they care about is having the answer. And so sure. uh, it, that's, that's the world we live in right now. Uh, and, and that trickles into so many other things. Uh, and and this, this whole disclosure thing is just one of those avenues uh, that they, they, they are totally, uh, uh, ca- they're totally capitalizing on the situation and, uh, and, and they've proven it because 20 years ago, the government could never have come out and said nearly the amount of things that they say now. It's not because of anything other than the people changed. They, they, yes. they changed the minds of the people so that the people were ready for them to enter into this whole new level of propaganda. So now what they're doing is they're marrying the paranormal and this, this far off idea, these aliens and, and that this whole concept that was considered crazy loony town for, for forever. And now they're bringing it into the mainstream and they're saying, Oh, they, you know, we need to really consider this because of this, that, and the other. And the whole reason why they're doing it is they're using the paranormal as a blanket to their own operations. And, and, and I, I, um, and we're going to prove it. Tune in to our <laughs> new docu-series. Uh, but it, it's true. It, it, it is true. And I think most people that listen to me understand I come from these kind of perspectives. Like, I'm not saying aliens don't exist. I'm not saying that stuff. I definitely think that people are experiencing things. But I also do, do think people are experiencing things that are brought on by their own government. And if they ever, ever had to admit that, that, that that's, on, that's beyond level of MK Ultra. Imagine if... There is not maybe all because I do believe they had to learn it from somewhere. But let, imagine if there is a, a a percentage of alien abductions that aren't alien abductions, but rather rather your own government and military performing a test and operation on you, where they're implanting memories on you that you think you were abducted, but in all react- actuality you were abused by your own government and giving you false memories, so you don't remember what actually happened to you. Like like. Like, oh, come on. Come on. Don't come on, Tony, me. This is the world we live in. Truth is often stranger than fiction. (laughs) Like, truth is often stranger than fiction. I've said this before on the show. 
I'll always reference it because it just left me so like all my suspicions confirmed moment. I was driving truck. I was doing a delivery to a casket place. They made caskets. And I back up my truck to this building and this old man comes out and I'm talking with him. Turns out he's the owner. And we got in a conversation. This is shortly after I started a podcast, probably 2017. And uh, I'm picking his brain about things. And he told me uh, that he was an engineer for the military back in the 60s. And he said, the technology that we have today, like the night visions and stuff that we have access to, he said, I was working on that back in the 60s. He's like, we've had that, that stuff for such a long time. The things that we're, you're just seeing now, we've had for a long time. And so if you take that, that concept, that understanding, if you believe the old man that runs the casket place, like, it, it, like if sure. you take that, that, that concept, now we're in 20, what year is this? 2022. Like imagine the technology that they have right now that we won't, know as a common understanding for another 50 years. Mm -hmm. It's just... You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. That's why I'm saying it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, But um, anyways, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on. I know kind of bounced around and stuff. It wasn't your, your, uh, your conventional show to the audience I'm talking to right now, but I did, I was able to spin the paranormal a little bit in the end there. So it's just going to take, Well done. Uh, but uh, (laughs) anyways, uh, we got Bobby here from EMP shield. I appreciate you, man. If people are interested, they can go to empshield.com. That's empshield.com get your stuff, put it in the shopping cart on checkout. Just type in the code or the the coupon Tony, T-O-N-Y, and you'll get $50 off your order. And so I would highly suggest you guys doing that. All the links and the uh, information will be in the description of this episode. And moving forward in future descriptions of podcast episodes, it'll be there listed under any sponsors, just like everything else. Uh, Bobby, man, I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Absolutely. Uh, but before we get out of here, I actually would like to have you talk about something completely different because we were talking about it in the beginning before we started recording and I have it on my notes here. The first thing I put down, social media app. And I totally forgot to talk about it. Uh, and it, 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 this stems from, so EMP Shield, the social media app, like this all stems from a, a community of people that you're, you are all to part of uh, working together that the whole gist is to live free, independent, away from people who control what, what you say, what you do, uh, how much you can purchase of something, like the idea of even going to a grocery store, like the idea of living free. Uh, yes. and, and so you were talking to me about uh, you guys are launching a new social media platform. And I guess it's in the early stages right now. But if you could talk about it, because I remember when you mentioned it to me, I was like, wait a second, that sounds really familiar. I had already signed up for an account with them because with you guys because William told me about it. So uh, yeah. what, William, William is a, you, you guys should hire him as a, a spokesperson because he could talk about you, all your stuff for days. Yeah, we're good friends. Uh, yeah, it's called freesteading.com. Uh, right now it's a website you can go to www.freesteading.com. It's the word free and then steading, like the end of homesteading. Um, we are in the process of building the apps for both uh, Android and Apple products. And essentially, it's a free speech platform. It is a counter to uh, the current paradigm of bookface, Instabam, TikTok, and Twitter pated. It's a place where you don't, have to wor- you don't have to worry about whether you're talking about you know, what happens in China or Ukraine or Russia or the United States. And um, it's a place for people to get together and learn to be a little freer today than they were yesterday. Um, and you're going to find all kinds of stuff on there. Like, for example, I'm on there as a community leader. Um, you're going to find, you talk about William, you're going to find his dad's channel, um, Perma Pastures. You're going to find them on there as a community leader. You're going to find Danny and Wanda from Deep South Homestead, Pinball Preparedness, David the Good. I mean, we have so many YouTube channels we've partnered with and other folks that we've partnered with. Um, and the cool thing about it is at some point you're going to have direct access to these content creators to be able to ask them questions about how they do the things they do. And you're going to be able to get answers from them. And it's going to be a really cool thing. It already is a cool thing. We've got, you know, thousands of people have already signed up for it, even though it's still being, it's still web-based. But once we hit that, uh, app store, it's going to be available for everybody. And you're going to be able to talk homesteading, preparedness, all of it. Hell, you can come on there and talk about Bigfoot and UFOs if you want to, and there will be people there to talk to you. Oh yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I, I might be the guy leading the charge on that one. Um, I'm looking at the website right now, and this is not this is not meant to sound insulting, even though you might take it this way. Uh, people that go to home uh, freesteading.com and they make an account, and they log in. 
if you know how to navigate Facebook, you'll know how to navigate this site. Like, like, yeah, we built it that way on purpose. We wanted it to have an air of familiarity to it where you weren't just coming in because let's face it, there's a good chunk of the population who are my age. I'm 43 years old and I've had to teach myself all of this. You know, this, this isn't, you know, push button things happen. I mean, this is, you know, modern technology. Um, so we tried to make it where it would appeal to folks at any various variants of age, but also be simple enough for everyone to figure out how to use. Yeah, it, it, it's so it's a clean looking website, and right now, yeah, it's a website, but the apps are coming, and it, it's just going to be a, a great landing spot for community. And this isn't hokey; like, it, it really is. Like, if I was making it, it would be hokey. Like, they, they would not look this good. Uh, so, <laughs> I highly encourage people to check it out: uh, freesteading dot com. Uh, and uh, get involved in that community as well. Now, uh, that said, I'd appreciate you guys all checking out empshield.com. And when you're checking out, use the, the coupon TONY. It's easy to remember. Coupon, the code is TONY. And uh, go ahead and check that out and make sure you guys are going to be good in case you're away from the house. You can, you can get back to the house and you know the house is still working. Hopefully, uh, the electric that's supposed to go to your house is still coming. But either way, if you, my biggest thing is making sure you can get home and get to your family and stuff. I mean, even like if you, even if you think about like, will you be able to get gas? Probably not. So you might want to start making sure that you have a half a tank. Once you hit a half a tank, fill it back up, kind of thing, and just make sure that you know in in the initial strike, you can be mobile. And get to the ones you love. Develop that game plan. Hopefully, you already have a game plan, but um, make sure that you can at least get a jump start on things. Because when, say, an EMP attack happens, forget lightning stuff. Say there's actually nefariousness behind it. At the end of the day, uh, you will be light years ahead of so many people if you just have a running vehicle. And so, um, definitely take it serious, friends. EMPShield.com coupon code Tony Bobby. I appreciate you being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, that's the bonus show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you're interested in the product, the links are in the description below, empshield.com and coupon code Tony. It's not that hard to remember. Go to empshield.com. When you're checking out, use the coupon code Tony, T-O-N-Y, and it will take off $50 for every item in your cart. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. 